wants to give it to her raw. Yeah, he does. Makeup of Tea, the podcast where we find and review the widest romance novels out there so you don't have to. Uh, so I'm Johanna, I'm just trying to make it in the freelance world. Yeah, and post-Covid. <laughs> post-Covid, exactly. <laughs> Interesting. I'm uh, Rin Birch and I'm at this point in recording a fourth year uh, literature student, so this is very apt for me. True, exactly. Yeah, because, oh yeah, because novels. you're in fourth year, you're in fourth year now technically, fucking yeah. So this is like my dissertation work. Alright, what do we have this week? Oh, this is TikTok acclaimed Ice Planet Barbarians, book one. Specifically book one, because there's a whopping 27, I think we counted. Something like that, it's, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot, it's a lot. Uh, Ice Planet Barbarians uh, novels uh, by the lovely Ruby Dixon. Don't know if that's a pseudonym. But I assume it's a pseudonym. Like it has, it has stick in it, and ruby and a, and a gem. Like it sounds like a stripper name. I'm sorry, but you know, it, it kind of does. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> really, she's gonna email us, being like, actually, oh, actually, it's my yeah. god-given name. Thank you very much. We're gonna be like, yeah, but you did write about like blue alien text. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you know, sauce, babe. Give us the benefit. Uh, yeah, just to get this out of the way, so please have a look at the content works in our description and obviously this podcast is gonna contain a lot of sexually explicit language, mm. so if that's not a cup of tea, maybe go somewhere else. Maybe don't Maybe don't listen maybe to this. See if you don't want to hear about sex. <laughs> maybe don't. Wrong, wrong, wrong address, sorry guys. <laughs> Should we get started? Okay, yeah, let's get started. Right, so what happens in chapter one? Okay, so we are introduced to our lovely protagonist Georgie Carruthers um she's a bank worker but that is not essential to the plot it's just kind of thrown in there like very very briefly it's like oh she works in the bank I'm like okay well alright <laughs> it literally never comes up yeah yeah no it comes up for two seconds <laughs> where she's like I had a nightmare I was at work was oh like, yeah oh, that's exactly. <laughs> um, uh, description wise I think I'm pretty sure she has dark hair blue eyes and I think from context, we know that she's white. She's clearly like a self-insert for whoever reads it, to be honest. So she's yeah. not very, des- she's not described in a, in a lot of detail. Yeah. Which is fair, you know, which, which is, is fair. Fine. And um, the book is kind of split between her perspective of things and this alien that she encounters on Not Hoth, as the rest of the girls kind of nickname it on this kind of ice planet. Spoiler, that's the ice planet. (laughs) Spoiler, there are barbarians, hence the title. (laughs) So anyway, Georgia wakes up after a horrible, strange, like, sequence of dreams where she's, like, all this light's flashing and she feels in danger, but she can't, like, quite describe why. Like, Mm. lots of weird things happen in her dream, but, like, there's no specific kind of theme to it. And she finds herself tied down and she's kind of coming to, and there's these strange little green men surrounding her, making bird-like noises, <laughs> and they have long black eyes, big heads, and pale arms. Anyway, um, she then kind of gets drugged again, and passes out, wakes back up. She's in this like black cargo bay with six metal tubes against the walls, 
and it smells horrible. It smells like piss and shit. So sexy. It's already arousing. already <laughs> arousing. <laughs> Boom. Straight in there. Um, there are seven other girls with her. And they all have these weird bumps on their arms. So we find out later that this is like some... Well, we never actually get it confirmed. It's just assumed that it's some kind of tracker. So clearly these girls are um, being held in this strange place for a certain reason. And it's kind of implied that they're like cattle. And they have to be like... They get like transported by these weird aliens. And they get sold on later. But again, this is all what the girls infer from their situation. We never actually find out that this is, like, the alien's plan. Um, She meets Liz, who is kind of like, um... Like a close friend, should we say that? Yeah, I suppose. Like, I mean, Liz become... and Kira are the ones that are kind of mentioned yeah. the most. Yeah. And Tiffany. Liz explains, look, we've been abducted. We're mainly American women. We're all alone, not pregnant. And this is the fucked up bit. Apart from Megan, who was two months pregnant, yeah. and the fucking aliens, like, forced her to have an abortion. It's very strange. Yeah. I don't know why it was needed, but... Okay. That's in there, yeah. They should have, I mean, surely there's a bunch of other, you know, like, not pregnant 22-year-old women. Like, why there's did, a lot, you know. Why, why Megan? Exactly. Why, why Megan, Megan with the children and then have a abortion? Like, the, you know, it's it just seems like, it just seems like a bit excessive on the alien's part as well, you know what I mean? I think it, uh, yeah, you're right, it is. <laughs> it's it's just unnecessarily yeah. hassle for them. Well, maybe the reason that they took Megan is because they, they find out that they're seeing those tubes along the wall. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of, um, there are six other women. And the girls are outside in the cargo hold are essentially girls that they've managed to kind of, these smugglers, these alien smugglers, have managed to kind of snatch and just kind of shove in there just for like an extra bit. Yeah. So they're not actually supposed to be there. They've been there for two weeks and Kira is the only one with a staple in her ear that translates the alien language. So she's very important to the group because she is kind of like the one who explains what's going on. She, she can, can read and she yeah. can... Um, understand but she can't speak the languages which is important and they're all in their pajamas they have no shoes no nothing they're just literally in their pajamas uh, the next part just says piss on the floor because we saw it before we listened to this we saw a tiktok where it's like the audio where it's like well i guess i'll just piss on the floor and it just fucking it was like yeah we have to read this it was a nice little animation with like piss on the floor yeah, and it was like a piss bucket um, so yeah, they, they don't have a toilet, they just have this like piss bucket. But they... the piss bucket becomes a decor to the plot. So, it does! This is know. why we're mentioning it. Exactly. It's an important plot point. <laughs> and um, they are given these like seaweed food bricks and they have a hamster water feeder, which I found very funny. <laughs> um, and not only that, there are two kinds of aliens that they encounter at this point oh, yeah, in right. the novel. So these basketball heads, who are security, and the little green men who... Georgie saw earlier are seemingly the masterminds, yeah. but they're too little to kind of defend themselves. I think she says they're only about three feet. Aww. Yeah, they're they could, tiny. They could just like drop kick them and be free. Well, that's, you know? it. that's why they have the that's, why they that's why they have these thugs. Makes sense. And um, there's this French girl who arrives. Her name is Dominique. I'm mentioning her by name because something important happens to her later on. Yeah. But also something important happens to her now where she doesn't shut up because obviously... She's scared. Yeah. She's scared and she's French. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, mean you she's surrounded by Americans that obviously don't speak any French. Yeah. So she doesn't understand what's going on and um, it does come about that she is sexually assaulted. It's, I wouldn't say it's graphic, but it is graphic. It is pretty brutal, yeah. It, 
I can remember at this point as well, we were sitting here like, are these like the sexy ice planet barbarians yeah, exactly. that we're supposed to like, like fall over? Yeah. Because they're, you know, like... I wasn't sure what, you know, where they were what, going with this. I happen. hadn't expected that in the first chapter, you know what I mean? It was a lot, and this chapter in general is fucking huge. Oh like, yeah. Is this it's the longest chapter? so long, like hour and a half. Something easily. like that, yeah. It's, a, it's the longest chapter, and yeah. has the most plot in it. Does it? Well, I mean, good point. <laughs> uh, at least I'm out of sex. <laughs> yeah, that's, so. what, that's what I meant. <laughs> and Georgie, after this happens to Dominique, uh, Georgie kind of becomes the de facto leader of the group because she is kind of like determined now to get free. She doesn't want that to happen to her. She wants to kill her captors. She's shown to be like very headstrong, quite, um, like she's quite smart as well, which I quite like. Yeah. Um, she's definitely not a passive character at this point in the novel. And the girls form a plan to escape and they decide they need to lure the basketball heads in and then they'll jump them and force them to take them home. So they are going to enact this plan after a couple of weeks. I think by that point they've been there at least three weeks. So you can imagine the smell of that place. <laughs> Beautiful. Just, just piss and shit everywhere. Probably like BO as well, you know. Yeah, like, just like yeah, general, general stinky humans. Well, well yeah. this is that we were talking about it and how it's like, yes, they have a piss bucket, but they don't have toilet paper. Exactly. Anyway, uh, they form a plan to escape, blah, 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 blah. They're going to enact it, but something seems off. There's only one guard when there's usually two. And Kira overhears them speaking, and it's something wrong with the engine, which is quite serious when you're in a fucking spaceship. Yeah, (laughs) Um, you can't survive in space. And they talk about offloading the cargo somewhere else and then coming to get them, and then they realise, oh shit, we're the cargo. So Georgie spits a guard because she's a badass and she forces him into the back of the cage and she like picks up the shit bucket like <laughs> and it's so gross <laughs> the description is disgusting it's graphic it's, graphic. Uh, it's horrible <laughs> and the other girls are too afraid to help her that was gonna go tits up and it does because they get detached so they're flown about like they're literally just fun- yeah. shoved around in this little um it's like a capsule, isn't it? Yeah, like yeah. this cargo hold, and there's no gravity, so yeah. it just shit's flying yeah. everywhere. Georgie's now like covered in it. Um, <laughs> it's so gross. And then she manages to de-weapon the guard, and she it's can't odd. figure out how to use it, so she just bashes his head in. <laughs> <laughs> it's very intense. She's just like, yeah, it's pretty nice. squelch. Yeah. She's ready for it. And the girls call her Billy Badass. <laughs> Don't know the reference. Loved it. Um, but she's now covered, and they say this quite explicitly, she's now covered in shit, blood, vomit, and piss. Beautiful. Lovely. So after being detached, the girls crash land, and two die in this crash. It's right. quite, quite sad. We don't know. Yeah. I think she does mention who, but they're not important enough. Yeah, they don't good, remember yeah, their names exactly. now. And everyone is injured in some way, so some of them have got like fucked up legs. I'm pretty sure Georgie has a fucked up wrist, and I'm pretty sure she has another. Oh, her injury. ribs are, her ribs her are ribs bruised because, yeah. because she kind of fell on the gun. Exactly, yeah, that's yep. possible. Yep. And they realise that they are on an alien snowy planet, and that the aliens are going to come back and get them in a few days. So presumably, the girls outside. Like, we were talking about this because we were like, why would they leave them on this planet? And then we yeah. realised. The girls outside of the pods are just extra. Yeah, true. It doesn't matter if they die. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And the girls in stasis, as they call it... They're the prime cut. They're fine, exactly. They're the prime cut They're like beef. the Wagyu beef. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, so they have no weapons, no clothes, they only have food and water for a week, 
and everyone is looking to Georgie for leadership because obviously she's the one that did the rebellion. She yeah. is like, you know, she really went ham on that guard. She's clearly a strong character. So they send her out to scout for food and help. So she changes her goals so she's in the guards blood and shit and bodily fluid (laughs) bodily fluid covered (laughs) outfit and she wraps her shitty little PJs around her face like a little scarf and they nickname the planet Nothoth I just Star Wars. I just realised though that like peaches are also covered in body fluid, oh, yeah, so it's like totally on her face. Oh my god. Yeah, but yeah. but not yeah, even just like fresh poop. Like oh yeah, exactly like, from like it's skid been, marks. It's been steeping. Oh yeah, the skid marks obviously, but also like the poop that's been steeping in the bucket because she was mm-hmm. wearing those when she was doing the mm-hmm. attack. So yeah, mm-hmm. God, this just gets less sexy the more I think about. So like, and and I know that we've mentioned shit and vomit and pest and all these things so much, but. Trust me, it comes back. It's very important that we remember this because I remember us sitting on this couch fucking pissing ourselves because that was so gross. Not literally though, I want no, to no, I want to make no that peepee. clear. I want to make <laughs> No peak. <laughs> so she heads out into the snow and spots some weird purple bushes and trees and she kinda thinks, well, if there's trees, then there must be fresh water or nutrients and she heads towards the sound of water that she finds and it's surrounded by these like pink bamboo shoots, which I thought was really interesting. It's cute. And she finds a hot stream. And encounters a big fish. <laughs> big boy. Big scary fish. And it has like teeth and shit. Um, I'm picturing like, um, do you know like a sword? A sword oh yeah, fish? like a swordfish with long nose. Yes, because the bamboo shoots that she saw are actually the animal's nose. And she's obviously very freaked out because she just saw an alien fish. Um, and she's running so fast that she doesn't see a snare on the ground. And she gets scooped up and drops her weapon and she's hanging upside down. She can't really get herself down and eventually she just kind of passes out. But not before a strange figure makes its way over to her and she's like, oh no, shit, I'm gonna die. I wonder who that is. Uh, right, so it switches to Victal. Victal. And that is the way that the voice actor in the audiobook says it every single time. It's amazing. And it's perfect. <laughs> and he is unsure what he's managed to catch and cuts Georgie down <laughs> and his <laughs> I broke now I broke queef because this is mentioned loads in this book called a quee which is important it's, it's important yeah but it, it, but it just it, it it feels it, yeah. amazing um, the, the quee vibrates in his chest and he instantly falls in love with poopy pants Georgie. <laughs> oh my god. And he so he like like the caveman he is. He like holds her up and just like struts over to this cave. So, no, he's very gentle with her. Of course he is. And and there was a really good fit where he was like the the she creature, for it must be a she. And then you were like why why does he know and I was like because he's not gay obviously <laughs> it must be exactly. a she there is no gayness on this planet this is extremely heteronormative like aggressively aggressively yeah aggressively <laughs> um, and she has no quee as he realises because he can't feel like the thrumming yeah. in her chest that he has and he is intrigued by this so he decides to undress her and then laughs at her pubes <laughs> Because he finds it ridiculous. <laughs> she has this little tuft. Which I thought was quite funny. Um, and about how um, he laughs at how soft 
and weak she is, and she has no ridges on her skin. She's an alien. And then I wrote, he smells her coochie, which is true. He which smells true. it through her clothes, and he decides to just dive in. Dive right in there, he goes to town. Which is a completely normal reaction to meeting an alien. Yeah, of course you would think. Just like, you know, give them, give them, give them a real sex, yeah. Yep. Um, now, this is where everything we've been talking about is important. Georgie hasn't showered in minimum three weeks. Something like that, yes. She hasn't wiped her ass <laughs> also, in three weeks. Statistically, uh, she must have had a period at some point. And also, all of her clothes, everything she wears, and her skin is covered in all the bodily fluids we have mentioned before. So, um, And he's just chowing down. Yeah, exactly. He's eating like a pig on a trough. <laughs> <laughs> Georgie wakes up and thinks she's asleep and she thinks she's like died and gone to heaven because this man is eating eating her pussy very well apparently he's he's got a little ribbed tongue and shit everything is a rib and this is this is mentioned one of folds Ruby Dixon loves to use the word folds there's at least like in every sex scene, at least once. Yeah, so maybe like twenty mentions. At least in this, in this. Picture. Which is just like personally, like the least sexy euphemism for vagina I have heard personally. Yeah. I mean, okay, this oh, no, 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 okay. So there is worse, but I don't know. It's just fools. It just makes me think of like you know. We all make me th- makes me think of right. You know pugs. Oh, they have like all these skin yeah, folds. or like a, like a bulldog face <laughs> yeah. where there's just like there's just shit trapped in the leaves of cracks. And it's got like the you know like the the sliver of their the jowls, know, yeah, yeah. Of the jowls, yeah, and like it just drips. Oh. So obviously Georgie's like wow, and reaches down to touch yeah. the person who she assumes is a man giving yeah. her oral sex, and she feels horns, like as you do, and naturally freaks out. This is already is quite, would, like, yeah. dubious consent. It um, is a bit. It is a bit. To find out you've been, like, pleasured by an alien. Yeah, exactly. A whole other level. I mean, she liked it, but, you know, he couldn't have known that. Like, I would probably be like, excuse me. Yeah. You know. It, it's a lot. It, it, it is a it lot. It is a lot for a a poor lot. Georgie, who yeah. pretty much thought she was about to die. <laughs> exactly. So our beautiful victim is um, blue-grey, uh, with black hair like a lion's mane. He has horns, obviously, a tail, fangs. Um, I'm picturing like a blue Beauty and the Beast beast, but he's not got the hair. Yeah, he's just hunky but not hairy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's got like long black hair, like a lion's mane, obviously, but he's not hairy all over apparently. I, I don't think he has pubic hair. No, I don't think he does because I'm pretty sure he mentions it later on to his buddies as well. That, like, yeah. He, yeah, doesn't and he? And the fact that he finds it quite funny that yeah, she has yeah. a little bush. <laughs> he loves that. <laughs> and um, what's very important is he has shining blue eyes but with no pupils, which is very fun. That's actually unsettling. Like, it's very scary. It's a bit, it's a bit scary. Yeah. Um, but he continues to eat her out and it makes her laugh about how fucking mad this is. Fair. And yeah, he's just going to town and he is shocked by the existence of her clit, <laughs> which he calls a third nipple. Um, and he, he kind of like, like, curious George pokes at it. <laughs> like he's afraid. She gives it a little boop, a little boop. 
Also, what I found funny, right? So the entire time there's been like pages upon pages of like the pussy eating description. Yeah. But he only just goes to her clit. So like. At the end. You know, at the end, right? Yeah. And like, I mean, obviously, like you don't. But that's like the main actor when you're giving or. It's sex, the right? main like pleasure part, right? Exactly. I mean, obviously you can obviously you can do the other bits, but like you know, surely he should have like started going at the clit a bit earlier than this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure she she comes as well, like as soon as she does. Like, yeah, she does. As soon as he kind of figures out what the clip how is, the clip yeah. works, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> literally within seconds she finishes. But she stops anything else from happening. Yeah, because she's got to set her boundaries. Exactly. With yeah. This alien. Yeah, that's fair. Yep, and yeah. that's that's the end of chapter one. <laughs> Holy shit! So we've been through a lot already. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, chapter two starts. Uh, we go back to Ragdoll. Perspective. Uh, yeah, so the way George sets her boundaries, uh, she kicks him in the chest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so she does. Exactly. And he laughs at her little her feet. Exactly. Are. Yes, exactly. Like, he just laughs. Uh, because obviously didn't it hurt him. It hurt her a lot more than him. So I've seen in um, Twilight where Bella punches Jacob. Yes. Uh, anyway, so she's, yeah, so he's concerned, obviously, because, you know, yeah, she kicked him and uh, it didn't hurt him, it hurt her. And also he realises that she doesn't have the queen. Yeah. Uh, you know, because, like, she doesn't have the humming and her eyes are dull and lifeless because they're not, like, shining, you know, like, lamps. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she doesn't understand. He just doesn't know what's going on, you know? Like, like, why doesn't mean? she have queen? What are you? Mm-hmm. What's going on, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, um, which is fair. And he tries to look after her foot a little bit, but uh, she's obviously a bit wary. Uh, she doesn't know what's going on, so she uh, tries to, you know, like, push him back. Um, but, yeah, you know, it obviously doesn't really do much, but, you know, he backs off because he is still a bit of a gentleman, you know? I will give, yeah, him some credit. Yes, he did kind of jump her, but yeah. he is very respectful. True, he is very respectful of the boundaries the of the rest of it, exactly. Um, and yeah, he notices that he notices that you know like her ribs are bruised and that, and you know her wrist. So he realizes that she's you know herself had been in a fight or like been injured or attacked yeah. quite recently, and is obviously even more concerned for his mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, he just kind of like goes through a long description of like her different features, you know, of her soft nose um, and you know her color of her skin and all of these things that make her different from him. Mm-hmm. And he thinks about her third nipple, <laughs> aka her clitoris again, um, <laughs> which immediately immediately makes him horny again. He gets horny a lot, like in this it's in this entire book. It's instant. Like he's just like he just wants to fuck her twenty four seven, pretty yeah. much. Um, yeah, but <laughs> but he's you know he's being respectful. Um, so he yeah. feeds like he makes like, a fire and feeds it. I think he made a fire a bit early actually, but like so he kind of feeds it to keep her warm. And so she kind of you know reaches out to warm her hands and she realizes her fan her hands have five fingers like some fucking freak <laughs> oh yeah he's got four fingers yeah. and three toes exactly exactly he's got he's got four fingers and three toes so he's like what the fuck are your hands that's gross <laughs> oh god so uh, they try to tell each other you know their respective names uh, so georgie kind of like points at her chest and goes joshi at least like that's how he hears it, and obviously she also like butchers his name because it's obviously Vector, but she says Vector. Uh, yeah, that's that's a lot more wondering like what she is just like species wise, you know, because yeah. she doesn't have the queen, 
And yeah, you know, she's got all these different features, so he's just like, the fuck's going on? As he has been earlier. Like, he's, he's a very confused man, it seems, you know. He's very curious. He's very curious, yeah. What I do like is, even though he can clearly, like, he goes on and on about how different they are, he's immediately just like, but she's my mate, so I love her. Uh, so we switch back to George's perspective. Um, yeah, I mean, so she's nice and toasty in this cave. She's got a pretty good, you know, pretty good deal going on, but mm-hmm. she does worry about, like, the others because they're still in the spaceship, um, cold and... Hungry. Yeah, and everything, like, not cool. And so, yeah, she basically, she basically does the same as, like, Bechtel did in the previous chapters. So he, like, she looks at all his features and, you know, checks out his fangs, his body, his clothes... And she mentions a lot in this how like he was eating her pussy just very recently. She does bring it up quite a lot. She does someone who was freaked out by it. Exactly. She does exactly. So like why she's kind of like looking at him and describing his features, she like like just like sprinkles it in there quite a lot. Um pepper in the fat. Oh by the way, did I mention (laughs) (laughs) He was eating my pussy? (laughs) Oh my god. Great development. Apart from that, Bechtel gives her some food, so she's yes. very excited um, at first. But unfortunately, like it's just fucking rank. Like she, she can't eat it's it. So spicy. She can't eat it. Like it's really spicy. It's like raw meat and like really greasy. See, and... I found this really interesting because there's definitely like a bit of um, like coded. Mm. It's definitely not racism because she's not racist. Yeah, but, but like, just, like... she's like a white girl from the south. And then he's just like this strange, Foreigner, exotic exactly. man yeah. who eats these spicy, weird, weird foods, food. and True. he has this kind of like um, very sexually um, Aggressive. positive, yeah. yeah, like culture that she's not used to. And it's exactly. Like a whole thing. But don't read into it. Yeah, too much. don't read into it too much. Because, just enjoy yeah, your blue exactly. alien space porn. <laughs> exactly. Let's just enjoy your blue alien space porn. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, uh, it just makes it just gets worse the way I think about it, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. And he's called fangs. And yeah. Shit. Um, anyway. Anyway, uh, right, so he gives her uh, his cape. Oh, um, nice. yeah, no, which is which is quite nice. Um, so she notices, so she notices how tall he is, and she so <laughs> there's a bit where she describes it like she's really happy to realize that um, his cape isn't part of him, it's clothes oh, and yeah. not like his body. <laughs> and so she, you know, she uh, admires his smoky blue color and his height. And yeah, and then snap time, you know, I mean, they've been through a lot, so yeah, you know, she falls asleep in her like, wrapped all wrapped up in the cape. Mm-hmm. And when she wakes up, she realizes they've been snuggling. Um, so she wakes it's up. It's the classic, and there was only one bed. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> so she wakes up against the chest of the, and that's a direct quote, pussy-loving alien. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously also his boner is pressing into her. Like, he's... Classic. Classic. Classic man. I know. <laughs> like... I, I wasn't exaggerating when I was saying he's horny 24-7 in this. Constant. Exactly. And yeah, so he's he's naked. He's, he's, fu- naked. he's fully naked. And so she notices uh, the knotty ridges all over his body. Yeah. He is ripped for her pleasure. Uh, yeah, so they, they head off. They head, they head off. Um, you know, it's time to go. And he kind of like piggybacks her. Oh, she, she piggybacks on him. You know, he carries her on his back, you know. What I quite like about this is like, um, at no point 
at this part, they can't speak yeah, to each other, true, like, at true. all. Yeah. So it's a lot of miming. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's just kind of, that's kind of It is, weird. it is quite, it is kind of cute, actually, yeah. It is actually kind of cute. Yeah, I mean, there is, you know, there is a line as well that, you know, I don't adore because she thinks to herself, great, now I got Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> she's not wrong. Yeah, exactly, like, she, she's getting there. But, if we think about it, the little green men, they're the real kidnapper. True. Like, he's exactly. not her saviour. But, like, he definitely helps her out. Exactly, and he also kind of is, like, she definitely yeah, would have died. died. she would have died. yeah. So, you know, it's kind of understandable, you know. And, yeah, you know, as you were just saying, uh, they can't speak at this point, so she's trying to make clear that she wants to head up, back back up the mountain where the other women are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Vector obviously doesn't understand what she's, what she's on about, or he doesn't care, like, she can't really tell, but anyway... They are not going up the mountain, they are going down the mountain. <laughs> so, the opposite then. <laughs> exactly, the opposite way. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's like a forest uh, where they can hunt for food, so that's the reason he's taking her there, because like she needs to eat something, uh, because she couldn't eat his, you know, like, spicy... It's uh, greasy thing. Exactly, his greasy, spicy shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so then we go back to Vector. I need to stop doing this. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so obviously it opens with him uh, getting horny because she's wrapped around his back. You know, it's just relentless. Amazing. Uh, yeah, so he kind of makes a plan in his head. So his agenda is, you know, food first, you know, get some food into her, then get her some warm clothes. So he's going to hunt down some, uh, he's going to hunt down some furry animals to give her, you know, like a pelt. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so they can eat the meat. And then he will ease his cock inside her. That's the next that's an excerpt. That's yes. Yeah. yeah. That's his next. That's like next on his agenda at some point. Okay. You know? So that's his plan for the day, kind of. Um, yeah. So he puts. So he kind of puts her down somewhere safe. In quotation marks because there are. He does like explicitly mention there's a lot of like, like there's several dangerous alien animals around. Yeah, the snow cats. Exactly, and like other other weird shit. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, but it's it's safe for some reason. So uh, but fortunately, he gives her a small knife. <laughs> Great. In case she gets attacked. I do. <laughs> Ideal. So it's fine. Uh, yeah. So he hunts her some rodent, and he wants to give it to her raw. Um, <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. talks about, you know, so he eats the heart instead and talks about, you know, how the tasty blood explodes in his mouth and she's just like, she doesn't vibe with that. No. Nah, uh, but she still has some. She is like, she hopes it's going to be kind of like sushi, you know, because she's very hungry. So she has some raw meat. And yeah, then they head off again and they get to a hot stream. And that's a bit condescending actually, right? So he decides to test how much she knows about the wild. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And she obviously fails because she walks too close to the, uh, to the stream. Here's the thing, though. Yeah. She was at that stream, presumably, or a stream. That is true, actually. Literally yesterday. That is true. And figured out that those things were yeah. the big fish. But so I, I think don't know why she's just kind of like, la, 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 la. Let's go. <laughs> true. Um, however, because I assume, because they're different fish, like, um, she didn't see the uh, pink bamboo shoots. So maybe she thought, ah, okay, it's safe. Yeah, there's no bamboo shoots, or there's no weird pink things sticking up. Yeah, she thought so. It's, they're more like ice piranhas, like he describes. I think they're called fangfish in it. Okay. 
Uh, yeah, he has some tricks. So he puts some like batteries in them to like drive them away temporarily because yeah, they don't, don't like, like the they don't, they don't like it. Yeah, and he's he, he's a bit condescending. She's like, oh my god, you know so little about the wire. And it's like I'm pretty sure he's realized that she's like not from here yet. You know. Yeah, he's so like, like even kids know that. Exactly. Like, Obviously, she has no idea what's going on. So this is from his perspective. So she doesn't know any of this. Yeah. You know, but you know his internal monologue is like, oh my god. And like, dude, <laughs> come on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and yeah, so they strip and get in the water. Um, and somehow he only just realizes that she's been sh- covered in shit the entire time. Like, you know, he's just like, oh, he just realizes how filthy she's been. And it's like, where have you been the entire time? Can you smell? Like, can you, you had your nose next to her butthole. Exactly. Like, I'm. My guy. <laughs> My guy. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you didn't notice? <laughs> It's just kind of. Do they have toilet paper or not? Huh? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and her first thought kind of is like that cock though. Like she notices. Obviously, he's got an erection. I didn't mention that, but obviously, there you know the script just also. Just assume that at all points during this, the Vectal has an erection. Exactly. It's a given. That's pretty much the way to go about it. Um, so yeah, she's kind of checking it out and just like, ooh, damn. And yeah, no, she notices the ridges, and you know how big it is. Obviously, I think it's it's like twelve inches or something. She says, like, like it's a big boy, and all, and also, so this is the freakiest part for me, which doesn't really get mentioned enough. There's a there, <laughs> there's an additional one that looks like a horn. <laughs> so there's yeah, there's so like a horn branching off, but it has a rounded tip, so it's fine. <laughs> obviously, it's got like. A penis, and then like imagine a little branch with a tiny little penis attached. It's exactly, it's just another like smaller penis attached to it. But yeah, I mean generally, you know, the bath is nice. Uh, like he he washes her, so he has this weird like soap berries, and you know that's how he washes her. It's nice. He washes her hair. It's very intimate. It's very intimate, yeah. And obviously, there's sexual tension, you know. Like I mean, <laughs> who would have thought? Have you been paying attention? <laughs> and so her plan is sexual tension. In an erotic novel. <laughs> <laughs> no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> so she's also making a plan. Her plan is to kiss him and kind of like tease him into taking her up the mountain. She's going to use her feminine wiles. Exactly. You know, he, he kisses her, but that doesn't quite cut it. Like, he's still not really planning to take her up the mountain. Mm. So there's some heavy petting. Like, she gets him a little tug and, you know, obviously he takes it as an invitation. But she's like, no, 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 we go up the mountain. Then you get that pussy. Um, yeah, and so off they go. They, you know, they get she gets dressed again in her shit cover clothes, uh, which is not pleasant for her. But you know, at least she's had a wash, so you Start know. Or be naked. Exactly. Um, yeah, and they thought they were going up back up the mountain, but nah, uh, he's taking her to another cave. <laughs> Which she's not happy about, so she tries to set off herself, and because she can't for some reason, um, she falls and finds herself confronted with some animals that look at her with a lot of eyes. And that's where the chapter ends. Yeah. So chapter three obviously just picks up straight off where we just left off. She's surrounded by these weird Wookiee-like creatures, apparently. They look like Wookiees. Um, and she's in essentially their den. They have a go at her because... Obviously, they've never seen a human before. Yeah. But Vectal comes to the rescue, and he essentially just eviscerates a couple of them with his knives. Knives? Yeah. Give me... 
I think he has fucks them up. Yeah, I think and he has several. Yeah. Yeah, he has a couple, but he keeps losing them. Remember? Oh yeah. He keeps giving them to Georgie, and she clearly <laughs> just keeps losing them. Uh, I think she drops hers while she's in this cave, so he has to give her another one later on. And obviously, he like just kind of slings her over his shoulder and stomps it off. And Georgie's feeling quite frustrated and quite guilty at this point because. She doesn't want to be rude to Victor. She doesn't want to put herself in these situations, but she understands the urgency of getting back to the girls, and he doesn't know. So yeah. she's getting quite frustrated, and she feels guilty for running off, and she is actually so like there's so many emotions going on in her little brain. <laughs> <laughs> there's so much. It's too much. It's a lot. That she literally starts crying, like when they get back to this new cave that he was eventually trying to bring her to. She, which honestly, same. Like, yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it's it. It's so frustrating that you just, like, have a little cry. And, um... Vexile's obviously angry with her because she put herself in danger, but he's more angry at himself than angry at her. He's more angry that he didn't get to her in time or he could have lost her because yeah. apparently those Loki creatures are actually a lot scarier. And he says, uh, this is probably one of my favourite quotes... She is fragile, my small five fingers. <laughs> just the way he says it. It's just, like a pet uh, name. It's so sweet. Um, it's pretty sweet. And he is described once again, this this keeps popping up and it did make us giggle. He's described as wearing leggings. Oh yeah, the leather leggings. Leggings? They show off his ass. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they do, yeah. But it's not even like tight trousers, it's leggings. Like, ugh. It's great. As you're thinking, right? Because obviously this is like a primitive society, mm-hmm. and so I mean, obviously, you know, t- tailoring some trousers isn't isn't that hard. Mm. But to make like leggings from leather, that requires like dedication. So obviously, to kind of say sorry, Georgie kind of like pets him all over, and kind of she's like rubbing his tummy, rubbing his back, playing with his horns, kind of touching on his mm. tail, and but you know. This naturally, say it with me, gets Victor hard. You know? um, but he's a gentleman and won't fuck a crying woman. So he doesn't act on it at all. I love where the bar is. It's just like crying? No. Okay, sure. <laughs> Unconscious? Sure. <laughs> it's essentially just like as long as she's not showing a negative emotion, he'll fuck her. She finally teaches him how to cook. She finally managed to explain this to him. And even though he thinks it's gross, he helps her um, like secure some meat and cook it over the fire. And he's like, that's disgusting, but you do you. And they can't set off to go get the girls, Uh even though Georgie really wants to leave this cave, because there's a snowstorm. So instead, they sit and they go back and forth and he teaches her some words for things. So he'll like point at the fire and say his word for fire and then she'll be like, oh, okay. So they teach each other a lot of little um, words and this leads to him being even more horny because she's like touching his body parts at certain points <laughs> but importantly Georgie is into it yeah true she can tell that he is getting aroused naturally I mean probably because she can spot his 12 inch erection yeah you know, like... well that's it is it 12 inches flaccid I hope not <laughs> and maybe he's I mean maybe he's um not a show maybe he's a shower you know like maybe it doesn't make much of a difference whether he's flaccid or not. Yeah. R.I.P. that pussy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, and part of the appeal of Victor 
is that Georgie assumes that he cannot get her pregnant because uh, that would be interspecies babies and yeah. she doesn't think that's possible. So she jumps him. And the best way I can describe this situation is the classic situation where she doesn't want to have sex and the fact that he respects that makes her want to have sex. Obviously. Because, you know, the bar is that fucking low. The bar is that low. It's age-old paradox right there. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> Um, importantly, she teaches him how to French kiss during this chapter. Oh yeah, exactly. And he is fascinated by how soft she is. Mm. And they have sex all night. <laughs> Obviously. All night. <laughs> and we finally find out what the plus is for having his weird penis horn. Uh, it's essentially like a built-in sex toy for her. Like a rabbit, yeah. Glitters. Exactly. And in the morning, after a long night of lovemaking... <laughs> He goes out to check the traps once again uh, before they set off and he finds a little frozen human foot in the snow. Beautiful. Stunning. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's chapter three. That's, oh, God. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, chapter four begins back with George's perspective and she's just vibing in the cave uh, with, uh, while Bechtel's out hunting and she makes some clothes from the furs he's brought. Uh, yeah, so he comes back and, you know, once again, let's go. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, you know, as Rin just said, they find effort and it's Dominique the French girl from the first chapter and yeah she's frozen so uh, not surprisingly she did um, and you know obviously George is quite upset and they go up the they go up the mountain finally in chapter four because he like realizes like oh shit oh there's other people there's more of them. it makes sense so they mm. fucking finally go up the bloody mountain and yeah so they so, so they get to the crash ship and so they see it from afar and the girls throw snowballs as defense which is I'm sorry it's a little bit funny like it makes sense you know because they, like, exactly, they don't have any weapons exactly they have no weapons so you know I get it. But it's still like, you know, oh baby, he tried. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, but they're all very happy to, to see each other, obviously. Um, called uh, Big Smelly Hugs. Uh, <laughs> you know, because obviously nobody's, you know, showered. Or, apart you know, from Georgie. Oh, apart from, oh yeah, Georgie's a But then she's just had rigorous sex the whole night. So exactly. Oh, just kind of just... It just cancels it though, and also because she did go back into her shit cover clothes, yeah. So she's not exactly clean, you yeah. know. But yeah, so she gives them first to keep warm, which is very nice of her, and yeah, she's really. Ha <laughs> also, she muses about how she's actually quite happy that she's the only girl who's special enough to get oral sex as a greeting. Yeah. So I can know you do you. Uh, yes, but um, obviously she tries to keep it secret. She's obviously the other girls are a bit freaked out, but she's like, no, he's fine. You know, he's helped me. Uh, but Kira has a translating device, so she immediately figures out they're fucking uh, because Victor <laughs> <laughs> like, refers to her as his mate, and she spills the tea to everyone. <laughs> so the fucking Kira, exactly yeah. fucking Kira. So everybody kind of like winds her up a bit. <laughs> she's like. Ooh. They do it. It's kind, of, it's kind of funny, actually. <laughs> and yeah, so Bechtal uh, obviously doesn't know any of this, so he just heads off to get some firewood. He's thinking of the boys because uh, so his tribe is like 20 odd people or something. Oh, um, he's the chief as well. Oh, we yeah. learned that. Exactly, he's the chief. He learned that. Um, but also, like, there's a lot less uh, women than men. So he has a lot of, you know, like unmated boys incels you might want to say but they're not incels behavior they just they just don't have anybody to fuck i mean if it wasn't so hetero heteronormative they would have somebody to fuck but they'd just be fucking each other they should just be fucking each other exactly right. but yeah surely they should be but it just doesn't come up but it's like a weird thing where because they're so 
quote-unquote primitive. It's very much like sex is about procreation. I mean, they do it for. Pl- I mean, they do it a lot more than you would. Yeah, they, to get do, to they do. <laughs> I'm not saying that they don't. I'm just meaning like they don't like gayness isn't even like a thing because they're just like yeah. it won't make a baby. Why would we do it? True. And yeah, then you're like, that's true. What? Like that's true. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a paradox, isn't it? Because mm. like while sex is very much or like the whole queer business is very much about like oh you know we make babies, and he talks a lot about you know like putting his baby in her and shit. Um, yeah, this devil's breeding kink. It comes up. It comes up a lot, yeah. But they also, but they it's also explicitly for pleasure, and he, like he's very he wants to make sure she has pleasure. So it's yeah. a bit of a grey area. But anyway, yeah. So he's thinking about his boys. His lads. His lads. <laughs> get the bro. Get the bros some hoes, I guess. Yeah. Oh, God. God. I hate that. I hate that. Uh, Yeah, so he's just thinking, yeah, so he's gotta get some food for everybody, so he does care about the others as well. And yeah, he comes back, and you know, he makes some fire with this firewood he found, and he cooks, like, his kills. Um, Yeah, you know, just taking care of the -hmm. the girls, which is quite sweet, I think. Mm -hmm. Husband behavior. Husband behavior, exactly. And yeah, so we're back to Georgie. And so they all just kind of like sat around the fire, you know, like warming up and eating. And everybody winds her up a bit over her alien boyfriend. The Kiki. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh. And so uh, that's interesting. So Megan's quite ill. And so as Vectal has mentioned, uh, that's a que- she has the quee sickness. Mm-hmm. So uh, that gets elaborated further. But um, yeah, obviously that Georgie and the other girls don't know that yet. But she's ill because she doesn't have a quee. And yeah, so they all eat, you know, the rodent animal thing, whatever that is. And mm-hmm. it has a name. I already, for- I admit, I already forgot what the name of the is fucking animal is. It's not like was. a little porcupine kind of. Oh system. yeah, yeah. I think there might have been the one that was called Vernati or something. I don't, I, I don't know. I didn't write it down. I'm sorry because I didn't really care. And so, so Vectila is really insistent on feeding Georgie. Uh, so everybody's a bit, you know, she's like uncomfortable about it, but the other girls are like, that's fine, you know, like you've got the food, you've got enough. But she's like, oh no. But anyway, like he just shoves food food in her mouth. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, he wants her to be full. And yeah, so they all they kind of talk about getting away, what the plan is, what they're doing now, if they can get home, and also the nature of her relationship with Vactal. And yeah, so she mentions that obviously, you know, it's helpful because like, he's gonna help them survive, but she also feels like, oh, that's not really right. Like, she, she wouldn't just say it's just like a, you know, exchange type of situation. Yeah. Like, she, she does she does like him. Um, yeah, we're leaving it at that and going back to Vectal now. And so, once again, it's on his mind that everybody is gonna be toasty and safe, and you know, obviously, he can tell like there's a bunch of like helpless and like weakened women uh, with no weapons, so he's gotta, you know, make sure they don't get attacked by animals or whatever's out there. But obviously, as proof and priorities, uh, it's time to fuck in the corner, according to him. Naturally. Naturally. Uh, yeah, he mentions that, like, they, like his people aren't very fussed about that. Like, yeah, they have no They're shame. They're not pretty. Yeah, they just do it everywhere. Once again, which is a bit, like, seems a bit racist, you know? Right? Yeah, the whole thing. It's similar. Remember, like, in Game of Thrones, the Dothraki, how they also, you know, like, fuck yeah. up everybody? And, like, it has some connotations of, you know, like, savages and stuff. Yeah. And the whole, like, oh, they don't cover the genitals. Oh, my God, you know? Yeah, It has connotations of that a bit. So, um... <laughs> but, yeah, anyway. So, that's what his plan is. And... <laughs> so, yeah, he thinks to himself, and that's a direct quote, I enjoy the human custom of mouth joining. <laughs> oh, God. It's just kissing because kissing isn't a thing. Kissing is a, he's like, I've never thought about 
Let's make four. Exactly. But it makes so much sense. Exactly. Because <laughs> kissing is nothing in this culture. But yeah, but he enjoys the custom of mouth joining. <laughs> this is actually less about the boat, but more about the voice actor. But he says, like, I love it when she says my name. <laughs> kind of like with Georgie and uh, you know they just kiss a little bit and yeah you know so his race isn't shy about PDA but the other girls wind them up a bit and are like oh get a roomy guys <laughs> you know the kind of thing yeah. I would absolutely do the same you know <laughs> yeah I would too especially if I saw like someone like my friend on an alien exactly my friend like making out with an alien you know be like guys <laughs> stop exactly uh, he doesn't understand the problem but yeah Georgie is not down for that so he's left with Blue balls. Oh god. Uh, yeah. So it's the next morning, and so they make plans, you know, for the two of them uh, to go back um, to his tribe and get some get some pals uh, to all go back and fetch the other girls because um, in the current state they're all weak, too weak to make the trek out to his kind of cave, his dwelling. <laughs> so yeah, they're gonna you know go back, uh, get the get the lads, and then uh, you know get some supplies, some food, some clothes for everyone, and go back. Uh, so yeah, they head off, you know, no time to lose. Um, so they go really quick, like nothing happens, they just, they go fast, that's what they do. And they spend night in a weird cave. And she kind of already realizes it's a bit of a weird cave and they go in, but you know, the walls are covered in ice. So yeah, they fuck first of all, obviously. Um, yeah, there's not really much else to say to be honest, but there's like a slightly unsettling amount of mentions of how he's gonna put a baby in her and how she's gonna nurse it, like, it's looking at her boobs and it's like, oh, I can totally picture, you know, like my child on those and nursing these, and you know, then he like licks her boobs and it's like, Reading oh, cake. yeah, I think about a child here, it's like, oh, you get a mummy king, don't you? Oh, oh no! I'm just like, okay. Another mention of folds that has to be in there. Oh god, it's so just... So many mentions of folds. It just, it just, it jumps me every time. Uh, yeah, so they're, they're done and just chilling a little bit. And then a light blinks. And Georgie is like, what's that? And she realizes it's actually a spaceship that's crashed. Yeah. Which makes me think, though, what is the energy source for the light blinking? No idea. Because it's been there a while, as we established really soon. Yeah. And like... I mean, I assume the fuel tank will be empty now if they even survived the crash. Yeah. And also, like, I mean, I don't think it has solar because it wouldn't make sense to have solar in space, you know, like, because it's mostly dark. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, maybe. You but... can still get solar rays, though, right? And you're ready. If, if you're close enough to a sun or a star. Or, you know, like, maybe, but... like, that's the way that the spaceship recharges when it's. Like stationary, like yeah, it's when it's on be. land. Yeah, but also like, what do, what would even make the light blink? You know, like know. nothing's going on. Like it's, you know, that's lazy writing. But um... it is like exactly, <laughs> and he calls it like the cave of the elders. Like, exactly. Um, because they they say it's stars, but um, yeah, Georgie knows better. Georgie knows better, and yeah, that's where we heading to the next chapter. Yeah, and um, yeah, as you've said, they realise that, or Georgie realises that she's in a spaceship. Uh, not cave that's clearly crash landed into the side of this mountain and they kind of hollowed it out and they use it as one of their hunters caves uh, which obviously makes Georgie very excited because she realizes it might be able to get the girls home which is something she's not even thought about yet because she's been too busy shagging her aliens yep. so she's been quite happy he's spent 
She is spent. <laughs> and um, they use some fire to melt away uh, ice from the control panel. And essentially, she triggers what I've nicknamed Alien Surrey. <laughs> Oh, you ain't wrong, eh? Yeah, it's it's very much an ex machina moment where this um, uh, disembodied voice answers all our questions. <laughs> so we learn once again with what fuel, but anyway. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> like it makes no sense, but also it's like finally they've had to take on a parasite that helps them survive on this strange world because they couldn't escape it. Otherwise, a gas in the air will slowly kill them. So that's what he's talking about when he talks about the Kui. It's actually a symbiont, I think they call yeah. it in this book, where um, essentially it like filters out and changes the genetic makeup of the host in order to help it survive. And it's also like weird, there's like, like some weird twilight elements again where it's like it helps them heal faster and like yeah, there's other a stuff like that. Um, and once that um, alien parasite is combined with a, a life form it cannot be separated or it can't be separated for long otherwise the person will quickly die and so will the symbiont and the symbiont chooses a mate for the other person and this is called resonance which is why he's been going on about his little quee vibrating exactly. resonating for her yes. and it vibrates when this person's near and it's also like it's like a bit of like a sexual thing because it like vibrates when she like touches him and stuff like that. Oh yeah, that. definitely, definitely turns him on. So like, it's definitely like yeah. get horny, get horny, kind of shit. Make some babies, make some babies, and this was a this was good because it gave us a lot of context on Victel's people and they're called the Sakui. Uh, but what we found really interesting, they've only been there about. 200 years, yeah. yet they've lost all their technology, all of their understanding of technology. Like, Bechtel has no idea what's going on exactly. in that cave. He's terrified of, like, all the... It's, exactly. it's really, like, and also just, like, savage. also just, like, any collective memory of, like, different different planets, like, that they're not actually from there, you yeah. know? Like, he says, mentally, like, oh, yeah, you know, they came from the stars, but, like, he yeah. doesn't realise what it means. And, yeah, because, like, they, they're proper back to, like, Stone Age, you they know, are. like, cavemen. And, and like, they just... Yeah. They just forgot. I mean, they were on a pleasure cruise, so I understand how, you know, it's not maybe not all, like, engineers, but, like, surely you would at least have, like, some oral tradition of, like, you know... You would have a basic... Well, as well, it's, like, when Georgie eventually, like, explains to him that she comes from a different yeah. planet, he's like, what do you mean? Exactly! Like, and, and then like, you're like, Bruh. you come from a different planet! <laughs> so, like, come on! You should understand this! Exactly. Like, oh. And also, right, what I realised, actually, because he goes on how their life is how their lifespan is quite long, actually, yeah. so that is probably only, like, four generations, maybe <laughs> yeah. three generations. But, so, but, but, to be fair, they said that a lot of the Sakui died because oh, they didn't true. take on the host and then someone figured it yeah, out that's clearly. True. That they need to get the queen. And then and then they did that. Point. Okay, I guess. So yeah. and also a really fun um ex machina thing is Georgie gets Vectal's language uploaded into her brain <laughs> so they can finally talk to each other. <laughs> yay! Yay! Um and yep, yeah, she does that and they have a conversation about vaguely where she comes from mm -hmm. and how she got there because she's talking about a ship and he's like what's a ship and she's like yeah, I can't well, explain well, this yeah. <laughs> and um, whether or not she'll stay because that's quite I mean, an important yeah. part I mean if there's this wreckage maybe there's technology somewhere that she could help get like herself and the girls home so she convinces him to let her choose 
with the girls what to do uh, and um, where to go and what their plan is because yeah. he's all for like no you have to stay and you have to take a quee and you have to stay because I love you and she's yeah. like okay but let me choose also because like she's known him for like three days two yeah. days at this point so Literally you know it's, yeah, it's understandable that she wants to like take it at least a bit slower a bit slower yeah before they yeah. make a lifelong commitment and they set off again like immediately because no time can be wasted yeah. And then uh, I think that's when we properly get back to chapter six. Well, back to Georgie's perspective. And yeah, what Bryn just said, they kind of like, she thinks about what to do. And yeah, so but they head off and she's thinking about the kind of like on the way. And now it's time to meet the family. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> so kind of like, outside, I think it's just like outside their cave or whatever. They run into Rahash. Yes. Who is a uh, Vector's buddy? And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so they introduce themselves and everything. Obviously, George is a bit nervous, but uh, Rahash thinks that Vector's, or he says as well, that Vector's is a lucky man <laughs> yeah. to have found a tribe. He's a bit jealous because he's been single for a long time and you he know. He wants a residence. Exactly, he wants a residence as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so. Uh, Georgie mentions that there's more girls back at the ship, okay. and Rahash is very interested in that. <laughs> He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they go into the cave, and there's warm springs, yay! So yay. everything's nice and dusty, and it also smells, smells like sulfur, but, you know, it's toasty at least, so that's fine. And actually, call me weird, but I like the smell of sulfur. I don't mind it. That is kind of strange. It, I, find, I know it is, but... No, fair yeah, enough. I know, I'm not gonna yuck your yum. And pants. It seems cosy, anyway. And <laughs> um, yeah, it's just full of aliens doing alien things, you know, like some like... They're just loving. <laughs> yeah, they're just, you know, like weaving baskets, there's some kids running around, like, just what, uh, you know, life forms do. <laughs> and yeah, Georgie also notices that it's a sausage fest. Like, she notices there's... There's a lot of men there. There's a lot of men, and like, there's I like... I think there's only like six women or something I think like even that. less than this, actually, yeah, but... I it's, think some of them are like some of girls, them. like... Yeah, children. like children. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's very few women mm-hmm. and like 15 men mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, Joseph Georgie gets fucking roasted by a small child. <laughs> Mommy, why is her face so ugly? Yes, <laughs> Vector immediately goes into a protag mode and gives a long speech about how hot she is to him. <laughs> what was that? She is very gorgeous to me. <laughs> like, All his buddies are just roasting him. Exactly, and they're just like, oh my god, she's so weird. <laughs> she, only, she has five fingers yeah, exactly. and no tail. What? That's your girlfriend? Oh my god, man. <laughs> <laughs> This big speech earns him brownie points because Georgie is like, well then, someone's getting a handy tonight. And I was like, what? Exactly. I mean, it is kind of sweet, but it goes on for a long time. Yeah, it is aggressive. Yeah, now it's time to check out Casa Victor. Um... And yeah, I mean, it's just, it's it's a cave. George is injured, which we have, which we have established. Uh, so Melak, the healing is coming. Is coming. And... Yeah, so she's just the healer of the tribe, and Georgie really notices she's sexy as fuck, like, you know, she has very nice, you know, she has, like, she has nice, obviously, like, you know, the riches and stuff, but she has, like, good, fine, nice features, and a great figure, and, you know, like, nice curves and stuff, like, she's just, she's hot. There was, like, a moment where we were, like, lesbian? Exactly! But then, no, it was more, like, she thinks Malak is very attractive, yeah. and she is, like, 
jealous of how attractive she exactly. is. Exactly, it just makes her jealous, which I think is sad, you know. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so the whole, uh, uh, Malak's whole healing ability is kind of, she can, like, her queen works differently, so she can, like, strengthen somebody else's. Yeah. But because Georgie doesn't have a queen, there is no healing. Uh, but yeah, just, you know, they have a little chat, um, you know, obviously, uh, Georgie wants to know, like, what the hell is up with that Cree. <laughs> so they have a convo about that. And so she asks, like, oh, does it hurt and stuff? Do you remember getting yours? And so it comes from another animal. Or, like, so it's a... it's a Because uh, it is, like, a parasite or, like, a symbiont. Mm-hmm. It lives in another animal, which they have to hunt. And it also turns out that Melak shared furs with Vectal before she resonated with her maid. And Georgie is a bit salty. Like, she is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she's, she's a bit jealous. But actually, I mean, credit to her. Uh, she gets, like, she feels sympathy sympathy for Vector very quickly because, um, so the story was that, you know, they were kind of like lovers for a bit and then uh, Melag resonated with her current mate. So he just kind of gives all the other buddies uh, a bit of humor lessons, like, you know, what's you know what's up with their body and stuff. Mm-hmm. And obviously they go into detail, like, they want to know the saucy details, but he doesn't... He's a gentleman, you know. A gentleman doesn't tell. And yeah, so he doesn't go into too much detail about their sex life, but he explains the third nipple. I love this. Because <laughs> I'm like... What? <laughs> They're so they, yeah. They they find this wild. They think it's hilarious. <laughs> they think it's hilarious. She's already strange enough looking with clothes on. And she has a third nipple between her legs. Like they're like what? <laughs> Why? And they're like mm. <laughs> uh, yeah. So he uh, kind of like tells them his plan because he's the chief. Remember about who comes back on the expedition to fed the other women and like who goes up to hunt more queer animals like the carriers that are called. Sekosk. Thank you. No uh, yeah, so it hooks off to Hantal, so everybody can get equipped with their, you know, healing Kree. And yeah, he just gives some orders. And yeah, then he's done for the day. And yeah, so uh, she's, she's been asleep, but she wakes up when as soon as he comes in. And this is her kind of first blowjob scene. Oh, yeah! And he's, uh, he, he's loving it. Like, which what's different and interesting. So he mentions how other women have, you know, like, given him a head. But, oh, this is, like, nothing how he's ever felt before. Because... He does, he's like, her mouth is so soft. Chris B.J. scene. She, she does say, though, she can't really get much of a, of it in of her mouth. Of well-vinged dong. Exactly. Yeah, shocked. Because it is a big, you know, it is, it is big. So, yeah, she, she, she's trying her best, though, you know, like, she, they're all enjoying it. They, they fuck um, and then he mentions how you know like stars dance before his eyes as he comes uh, which is a bit dangerous like he should have gotten some electrolytes you know baby you're like headed exactly like babe you know look after yourself uh, right so so she Georgie being a bit of a dumb bitch I gotta say she finally realises that the whole creed thing is about making babies and they're not just like it's not just about having sex exactly it's yeah. not just about you know having fun and having sex and getting her hair washed and getting carried around and getting <laughs> fires made for uh, no it's about mating like her being his mate means you know like in the discovery they will create like viable offspring exactly in the discovery <laughs> channel sense you know like there's gonna be babies and she's like ah shit like maybe I can get pregnant from this alien yeah. which I'm pretty sure would be biologically impossible like it's been, it's been studied you can't like if you're a different species you can't have you can't have babies but this is I mean there's a lot of plot holes in this book anyway yeah. so I forgive that yeah and yeah I mean she's kind of does a surprise Pikachu face uh, she really is she really is a because surprise it's Pikachu. not even I think this is interesting as well because the fact that Vectal's tribe is still around is amazing right? Because yeah. first of all they have like no women. Yeah. 
And the only way they can create offspring is with resonance. Yeah, rip. It's kind of interesting. It is kind of interesting, yeah. But yeah, obviously Georgie flips her shit. <laughs> yeah. She really does, she really does. have like an absolute fanny about it. Like she really goes off. Like I, I, because her period's late, so she's like, "Oh shit!" Like I'm sorry, but like how has she not figured this out before, or like even thought about yeah. that? Yeah. Like, Obviously, when the first time they have sex, she keeps saying because at this point he can't understand what she's saying as yeah. well, which is quite important. She keeps saying, "Oh, it's really good. You can't get pregnant, big guy." Yeah. And it's like, but why do you think that? Exactly. Just because it's interspecies sex. Exactly. Like, he's humanoid. To be fair, though, because, like, if she knows, like, real biology, because, like, you can't do that. Like, humans and, like, apes, for example, which they are very close related to, can't mm. babies either, you know, so it's, like... I mean... But, like, apes don't have, like... Apes don't want to have sex with humans, you know? Yeah. Apes don't, That's like... True. Apes don't, like, That's go... True. Apes don't wake up humans with oral sex, you know? Yeah. And then, like, also, they don't have, like... A culture in the way yeah. that humans do, where vectile exactly. and exactly. like suck, we oh, yeah. clearly do. Exactly, and, and they're clearly yeah. intelligent, yeah. It was like, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. And we're finally on to the last chapter. Thank God. Oh, fuck yeah, I don't know. Um, so, Georgie and the boys, it's it like it just cuts, so Georgie and yeah. the boys are now heading out um, to go rescue the girls. And she realises that, yes, she was quite annoyed at Victor last night, but she has actually grown to care for him quite a bit. And she's kind of, like, worried a little bit about what the girls are going to say because mm. if they want to go, she realises that she's going to be, like, quite upset, actually, if she has to leave yeah. her alien lover with her possibly, like, carrying his child as well. Exactly. Like, it's a whole new... Idea. It's a whole new... Um, it's a game changer. He is ripped for her pleasure, you know. Yeah. Like, he has a built-in rabbit exactly, thing, you know. Attachment, yeah. I mean, how many human men can say that? Like, yeah. And then, and she also likes the fact that he has a big schlong. <laughs> she does. Like, she talks about it quite a bit. She is a size queen, yeah. She is a size queen, indeed. <laughs> right, so they make it back to the cargo bay with, like, minimal kind of upset and the women are incredibly weak there's no snowballs this time (laughs) they're all just kind of like huddled in the furs that he's left behind uh, that Vectal and Georgie left behind the last time and someone resonates but they won't admit it now fan theory I think it's Rahash I think so too yeah with Liv oh yes 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 and we can get this from inference later on because something happens between them and there's a lot of mentions of him like cradling Liv very gently so there's like there's something there there's something clearly. going on and like taking care <laughs> of her yeah I mean maybe it's just because he wants a mate so bad blah 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 blah, blah. Oh, he just wants to fuck yeah. yeah he does he just wants to have sex finally <laughs> <laughs> um, so the men go off and hunt while the women discuss their options after obviously getting some um, like more warmth and yeah and some food and some a bit yeah. of food that they managed to bring but now they're going to go get even more food for them so they're buzzing <laughs> and Georgie admits her pregnancy to the group and that she wants to stay because she's in love with Victor and they after four days yeah uh, you know I mean Stockholm's <laughs> unknown <laughs> <laughs> they all kind of like rib on her a little bit but they seem to agree to stay on Nothoth as well because yeah. they're too weak to do much anything else 
Uh, so they are willing to accept the Kui in order to survive because Megan's become like deathly ill. Exactly. And sickness. also because I think it's mentioned that it's like eight days they can survive without it. Yeah, and they've and been, been there like for like four or five something yeah, now, easily. you know. So, so their time's running out and like they don't really have a viable option to leave yeah. anytime soon, well, you know. So well, they're talking about whether it's worth to just wait until the green men come back True. and then just. Because uh, uh, Georgie kind of jokes, is like, what if they take us to like a really warm planet? Ah, uh, yeah, you were saying. They just get make us companions. Oh yeah, exactly. Like, it was like a sexy man who don't want to have sex and just yeah. want us to like <laughs> drink cocktails just... by the beach with them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where it's like, yeah, girl can dream, but I don't think that's gonna happen, honey. Yeah. Um. So they also realize or kind of decide right because we're staying we should probably wake up the women because that uh, the women in the stasis pods because that had been a bit of a thing where when they first landed they were unsure whether to wake up those women simply because well they didn't have enough food for even those girls to survive so what would be the point of waking up even more girls yeah obviously and then they have to share more resources like it's easier to just leave them in the stasis pods and just like wake them up if they need to because I mean they're Christian in there well that's it they're being taken care of presumably so um, Georgie then tells uh, Victal (laughs) (laughs) that she admits that these women are here and explains look I only didn't say because I didn't even know who were going to stay so there would have been no point blah 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 and um, they get to work waking up all these women and explaining, hey, sup? <laughs> You're not in your bed anymore. <laughs> and Bechtel explains that while his men were out hunting, that there was a sakosk nearby. So the, we should probably get that in the morning then. But the women are still quite wary about it. They know that they've not got a lot of time left, but they're also a bit reluctant, especially the girls who have literally just woke up. I mean, there's a lot to take in, yeah. Yeah, because they presumably could survive an extra couple of days. Oh, yeah, actually, because the girls who just woke up have their eight days, yeah. Exactly. So, like, they're kind of like, mm, I don't really know. And they're slightly reluctant, as this is a bit too fast, but their trackers go off, mm, which means shit. the little green men are coming back, so yeah. it's now or never. Yeah. So they remove them with knives, with the help of the gents, and they all head out together. And it's a lot of like descriptions of them kind of struggling through the snow, a lot of them are being carried, um, a lot of them are crying the whole way, which kind of upsets Georgie. It's very Soviet. Yeah, it is very Soviet. <laughs> you know that episode of um, IT Crowd? Yes. <laughs> where they're walking down the motorway? <laughs> it's very that. It's um, very that. <laughs> And um, Georgie's like a bit annoyed at the girls actually because she's like, oh come on, like, get with the program. Like, I get that you've just woke up, but like, oh my god, like, Deal with her. yeah, because she's clearly just like tired. Because even she admits like she's not is feeling as bad as the other girls because Victal's been taking care of her, yeah. but she is still weakened no, from yeah, the quick sickness. So the girls go and hide in the trees while Victal and the boys mainly. Vexel hmm. takes down the Sakosk with just a knife because he's a badass. Obviously. Yeah. And I think this is like lovely description of when he like manages to kill it. He kind of like looks around with like boyish glee, and <laughs> yeah. it's like it's like ah look I killed the thing. <laughs> like, I did it. Yeah, he's like so proud of himself. Yeah, which is cute, kind of. And they like, like you yeah, you do yeah, you know. It was quite nice, isn't it? Was it? it was horrible. It was very graphic. Yeah. I can't really remember what uh the Sakosk are described to look like because in my brain it's like mammoth um, but they cut out its heart 
very gross. And they cut it open, and there's these little glowing worms, mm. venoms inside. Lovely. And so, yeah, Georgie's first up. She's like, yep, yeah, got to take one for the team, got to be the chief's wife kind of situation. Mm. So she gets her little cup in her collarbone, and the worm kind of wiggles in, which I thought was so gross. It is disgusting. Because oh, I thought God. she was going to have to, like, eat it. Yeah, and for some reason, it. that was better. Yeah, because, like, if you just follow it, like, that's one and done, you know? But, I, like, I'm pretty sure it's indescribed as well. She can feel she it, can feel it moving it. under her skin. She can feed it, like, wriggle its way to her heart, which is just... Nah, gross. I'm not there for that. It's gross. And she obviously passes out because it's, like, a major change yeah. going on. And she wakes up warm for the Ooh. first time. So no she way. can't feel the cold anymore. So it's a bit like Bella's transformation in Twilight. This is very Twilight adjacent, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. <laughs> and uh, after she wakes up, Georgie finds out that Liv has been taken by Rahash. Oh, yes! So, book two, baby! Here we go! That's the plot! <laughs> um, so, obviously, um, early on, Victor was like, look, um, none of the men will do anything to the women without their permission. I'll make sure it's all very consensual, which was good of him yes. because they're very different culturally. Exactly. Because the women are used to choosing their partners and the, the men of the Sakui are obviously not used to having yeah. women at all. So he was a bit kind of like, look, no one's going to be... No rape. Yet. No, no rape. Um, yeah. But obviously Liv has been kidnapped. But yeah. it's a bit funny that Rahash is clearly like resonated for her or just decided, yeah, I'll nick that one. Um, because Liv is shown to be lippy as fuck. Yes, she will not put up with this bullshit. So book two is going to be very fun. Yes, I'm excited. It's going to be so good. And um, because she now has a sacque, or no, because she is now kind of a sacque, she has a queen. Yeah. Um, Georgie finally feels resonance for Vectal. Isn't that nice? And they go sneak off to have sex. Yeah. And as they are banging it out. Added. <laughs> added like little rabbits. Um, they see the kidnappers, like the, the little green men yeah. in the distance, come back, kind of look around the wreckage, like look where the trackers are of the like they've been dumped, and then they fly off. So they've clearly just been like, oh, right, well, no, not like, fucking fuck worth it. it. Yeah. Um, and it ends with uh, Georgie and Vectel discussing their long life journey that they're going to have together Aww. and the many, many babies they're going to make. Rip that pussy. R.I.P. that pussy. What do you mean she's gonna... He's like, yeah, we're gonna have so many kids. And she's so like, oh. <laughs> She's like all for it. Baby <laughs> girl. And also because, like, it, I mean, it is, like, very clear that, you know, his race is, like, seven feet tall, you know, so... It's not gonna be a small baby. It's not gonna be a small baby, no. It has... Oh, my God. Do you think the babies have horns? No, we know that they don't because in the scene where... Ooh, you're right. They are Tied. in the cave. Yeah. The child is shown to have little nubs. Exactly. So I assume, so yeah, you would assume that they are born without them and so they grow them and it comes childhood. Out. Yeah. Okay. Kinda like like deer. Yeah, exactly. So, what do we think? I want to read the next one. Oh yeah. For and sure. I think that's a plus, right? And that is definitely a plus. No no same, you know, because I feel like it's I mean, it has a, pl- a plot, you know. The writing is actually really good. Exactly. Like, it's it's not bad. The writing like... is, like, very descriptive. Um... Wet folds. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> More like, um, it's not like... 
you don't get thrown straight into the erotica. Yeah. There's a plot. Exactly. I mean, you know? most of the first chapter, I mean, the, the whole first chapter only gets sexy towards the end, yeah. where, you know, like, Vectral finds her and, like, eats her out, and before then, yeah. you know, it's just, like, plot, and, you yeah. know, set up, and... I mean, even the side characters, we were saying, you know, like, Liz, you know, it's, like, she's established as yeah, being a bit lippy, you know, so... Um, people are fleshed out, and even, you know, our boy uh, Rahash, you know, he has uh, some of her personality Yeah, too. like, his description, um... Dixon always talks about how, like... Ha- like their skin colour's slightly different. His yeah. is like more greyish, but he has like scars on his face and his horns are kind of like crooked and yeah. broken and it's like clearly this is like an insight to like who he is as a person. Yeah. Like, um Victal <laughs> is a bit more kind of polished, put together. Um, yeah. So like book two is gonna be really, really I'm excited. I'm excited to find out what happens next to be honest, yeah. Yeah. I mean so shall we rate it? Yeah. So we got three criteria. Um, we're gonna give a score out of ten for each criteria. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've got plot, plausibility, <laughs> which is always a big thing with these, and sexiness. So how hot is it actually? And then obviously you have an overall score out of those three. Mm-hmm. So let's start with plot. Um, what's your score for the plot out of ten? Is it too adventurous to give it an eight? No, I would be see like I was gonna go for a seven, but yeah. you know like I'm I'm cl- I'm with you that like you know it's cl- it's close. Um, yeah, I mean for the plot, right? So for me, it had too many plot po- plot holes in it. Like the the spaceship part. There's so many. <laughs> There's just so many. <laughs> There's Less just exactly <laughs> like yeah. There's just so many, and um, yeah. So that's like what brought it on a little bit for me. But I would still give it a seven. Like things happen, and I actually want to know what happens. Like it's intriguing enough to make you want to read the next book. Exactly. And also, like, I feel how, you know, um, on one hand, um, yes, it is obviously not like a romance book, but mm-hmm. also it's, there's quite a few original ideas in there. And mm-hmm. also, as you were saying, like, a lot of it is kind of, like, very similar to Twilight. Which is always a plus. Sure. <laughs> sure, John. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you know what? You know, like E.L. James made millions with that. So, yeah. and she literally just wrote Twilight fan fiction. So, you know, that's fine. I forgive Ruby Dixon for that. Yeah. And if, I was going to say, did it come out? When, when did Twilight come out? This, this <laughs> book was written in 2015. Yeah. So, um, it's not that old. Really, no, in, true. In, in, in terms oh, sure, yeah. of erotica. Oh no, for sure. No, I think the last Twilight came out like 2010, something yeah. like that, around that time, I think, or 2012. Uh, but yeah, you know, so that's not that's not bad. Yeah, okay. So it's an eight from you and a seven from me. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so next one, plausibility. Hmm. Solid four. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. The, like the fact that these women didn't instantly die when they crashed. I mean, two of them, to be fair, two of them did die. But then again, they crashed from space yeah. down onto a solid rock surface. The fact that she resonated with the one alien that manages to find her is very, like... It's a stretch. Yeah, it's very, um... Not even predictable. Contrived? Like, yeah, contrived is the right word, because, like, see, without it, he would have just eaten her and that would have been that. Exactly, you know? that would have, have been a much shorter book, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, all, all this shit... Things. All the shit. And then, yes, yeah, so it's like all the shit, and then the, the fact that she doesn't sex. have like a yeast infection. Minimum. <laughs> exactly. Minimum. Do you also, know what I mean? Not minimum, yeah. Also, you know what I was saying, right? How, uh, you know, like, 
it is physically impossible. Like like interspecies pregnancies just are impossible. Like, yeah. There has been research into this. Yeah. Once again, I could look up why exactly that is, but like it literally is possible, like gene wise. So you know. That's but like then, how do like donkeys? You know, we were talking about this earlier with like the oh donkeys and mules is true. Yeah. Oh true. Oh you're right actually because like they're close enough. Yeah. What's important about that is that the offspring of horses and donkeys are like whatever it is, they are not um, able to pass on those genes. There's True, no natural exactly. born, like mules or whatever. Oh yeah, you're right actually, yeah, because like a mule they can't have any more kids, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense, yeah, because like then, because like Vectal's whole thing is how, you know, he wants to save his tribe. Yeah, but, and and the know. only reason that resonance happens is because you will have offspring yeah, exactly. that will go on to have more offspring. Exactly. Science says no possibility. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's it's not happening it's a no from me. <laughs> exactly. And also, like one of the biggest ones for me was um, just that Vectal's uh, whole culture has sort of like just forgotten all this like knowledge of their yeah. previous culture within 200 years which is not a long time and the fact that they have long lifespans exactly and, yeah. exactly given us only you know like three four generations maybe probably that just makes no sense and i mean fair enough quite a few of them died but like how the fuck is there only 20 left you know and like i mean okay this still of the spaceship but i kind of i kind of feel like the spaceship is gonna like get fired up again like later on yeah. And like, I mean, I might be wrong here, you know, so like, in that case, forgive me, but how the fuck did they not manage that, to, you know, like the first generation of the crash people? Uh, how did they not, you know, manage to fix I mean, patient? I suppose it was people on a pleasure cruise. So, like, see if I was on a boat, like, I mean, on a yeah. pleasure cruise, oh, yeah. and the boat crashed, I wouldn't know how to fix it. Oh, the yeah, boat. no, for sure, but I mean, like, Georgie is a bank worker, you know? Oh, yeah, to be fair, like, maybe one of the other girls is like an engineer or something. That would be interesting. The only thing we know is that Liv worked on a farm or was raised on a farm oh, yeah, I think and was... can do archery oh yeah so again yeah, i don't think these are skills <laughs> that can be i mean archery could be quite archery could be well, handy. but that's what she was saying like i feel like that's she gonna come hunt. up in book two. Oh yeah for sure yeah exactly yeah, yeah possibility solid four either way yeah. i think it's just it's just not really it, there it's possible enough that it doesn't break your like suspension of disbelief exactly but there are Glaring issues with this. There narrative. are glaring issues with it. Well, I'm excited to see how the next follow following books are gonna hold up. I'm very much sensing an enemies to lovers. Oh yes, definitely. Arc for Rahesh and, and Liz oh, and sexiness. Sexiness. Mm. It's not sexy. I give it a five. Really? Oh, I was gonna give it like a two. All right. Okay. Yeah, I didn't find it sexy. I mean, I found some of it, I could see it, you know, like, in some of them I could see it at least, like, yeah. so one thing, my, my biggest pet peeve with it, folds, because like, that is just not a nice euphemism for vagina, as mm. I said, like, it reminds me of, you know, pack skins, that photo, where, like, yeah. it's just not nice, uh, but I don't know, I mean, I, I find, see, like, the scenes where they, you know, like, where they caress each other, and, you know, like, they cuddle, I think it's quite... It's definitely sp- intimate. Exactly, exactly like I mean they have more chemistry like they have chemistry I think, yes. I think you can say that you know yes. so I think like that like pushes us to me for like you know like a five at least okay see for like me um I get that um Georgie is a size queen that she enjoys <laughs> yes. but 12 inches it just wouldn't be fun it just and it's not even like 12 inches but thin it's like 12 inches and thick and it also has a little extra one just chilling there just 
you know what I mean? Like, that's oh not, God, what you mean? To me, that's not sexy. That's dangerous. That's, so that's like, I need hospital. I need medical attention after this. Do you know what I mean? And, and, oh, yeah. and then just like all of the, the beginning, I get it was necessary to show like these women are clearly not being treated correctly. Oh, that was like, horrible, cattle. yeah. Like all of that wasn't sexy. And the fact that that, for me, then bled into like all the sex scenes because all I was thinking was she desos like has something she's yeah. she's picked up something because you can't live in shit for that long yeah, exactly. and not that's, that's um like all of that just didn't make it didn't make it that sexy no I understand like like the brutal rape in the beginning definitely put a damper on the very quickly so like yeah it, also like I mean so the beginning I agree with like the whole like shit covered yeah bit. like that was and also the whole thing where he was like all pushy you know um see the and thing even the water she bathes in I'm pretty yeah, sure she exactly. says it's like it's not well fish are clearly living in it which to oh, me yeah. doesn't mean ah oh, yes let me just go wash myself in mm, this pond mm, that's a good point actually yeah <laughs> you know I mean it's it's running water though you know so like is it yeah it's a stream Mm. I mean, which is something, you know. Okay. Yeah. No, like for me, like I agree with the size. Like that's just excessive. Um, but I feel like that's more like um, more of a plot thing. For me. like I, I interpreted it as like, well, it's a fantasy thing, you know. Like yeah, the plot okay. is it's not that accurate. But I totally understand what you mean because like it is quite horrifying. Isn't it? <laughs> it's a scary thing. I just find it funny, right? See, because like in I mean, like in real life, most like most women I know personally at least like don't care about size that much. Yeah, no. Or at all, or actually prefer you know like more average or even a bit smaller. Well, that's it. It's not the size of the sword; it's how you wield it. Exactly. But then, like you know, in these novels, they always have to use these cartoonishly large penises. You yeah. know, and it's like I feel like it's just more of a cultural and, thing than and like. See, a... that's a thing as well, and it's most commonly found, I think, and maybe we can test this out with the more like books that yeah. we read and the more like repertoire under our belt but it's cl- classically big dicks are in male um written erotica right true um i wouldn't necessarily say no? so actually no i feel like i mean i mean i, I, I mean ruby dixon might be a pseudonym for a male that's it, true I mean, we are assuming be. it's a woman yeah we are assuming a woman i mean we don't know that um but mm, i mean I there's like some this. very not even like feminine because I hate saying that when like you can tell it's a feminine author because yeah, they use feminine words. <laughs> it's not even like that. It's more just like the um intimacy and the kind of yeah. like he clearly cares about her pleasure exactly. and that's very important to Georgie. Yeah. That to me that's too from a like a woman's perspective to not be written by a woman I actually but agree. I could be wrong no I, I agree actually and I find I also think um, the relationship between Georgie and the other girls like the, yes. the, the, the camaraderie between the other between the female group yeah it just feels quite authentic actually mm-hmm. so um, I actually yeah I, I agree that I think um, it is a woman so yeah you know but I mean, same. I, I, to be fair, like I haven't read that many erotica novels so far, yeah, so it. I don't, you know, I don't. We can't I really compare. We can't really compare it, yeah. But yeah, like I just find, I just find the the cultural significance of the whole big thing, thing, big dick thing, quite interesting. Also, do you want to talk a little bit about the weird racial implications? Yeah, we kind of touched on it, be like a little, a little bit, but yeah. I feel like we could properly write an essay on this. You like, could it, write a massive. Very, you could you could write a massive yeah. essay on First that. First of all, the title. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that just immediately gives it, it gives yeah, it away. Yeah. Right, barbarians. Right, that's obviously quite like 
racially charged would that be the right wording it is a bit yeah it's similar to savage you know what i mean it is yes. it is like the same and i'm kind pretty of... sure she uses the word savage at certain points she definitely does yeah it's very like and then just the fact that he is like a different color i guess could be coded for yeah. something um he's like as you've said i think you mentioned it earlier how like some of the traits that he has are what is like stereotypically like black yeah or even just like native in general you know like it feels more like it feels less you know like like because obviously it's it's american author but it feels less you know like like african-american if it's very you know like native like yeah you know like the narrative you got like you know in the 19th century by like colonialism of like oh like Mm. the set like the barbaric natives Mm -hmm. that need to be tamed you know Mm Which is, I think, because, like, Georgie is, like, oh, you know, you know, it's, you know, like, Georgie teaches her to cook food, for example, you know. Yeah. These things. And, I mean, she is, I guess, as you said, as well, it's not explicitly mentioned, but it is, like, kind of, she is kind of, like, coded as white, I think. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. White Southern specifically specifically. Yeah, yeah, exactly, well. White Southern specifically, yeah, which is, oh, God, which is kind of a whole other layer. Of, I think she's of, from it. Florida, I think she says. Oh, yeah. Okay. You, might, you might be right, you might be right, yeah. It just gives it a whole other like level of a bit of funnyness. Yeah, the whole thing with the food and you know also that like they you know like like the whole thing was like they they used to be you know like a very advanced species but they lost their knowledge you know because uh-huh. like obviously the you know because the um, the uh, crash they're presumably um, back on their home planet where they like the crews are set off from yeah. presumably there's more sakui right? oh for sure yeah for sure yeah so like this isn't even the whole population yeah, it's just exactly. like a very dwindling number of settlers small splinter group, yeah. yeah no what i was thinking about because uh obviously you know like in the middle ages the um you know like the middle east and like um arabia was like mm. flourishing with like you know like science and that uh-huh and you know like it now especially americans they're more perceived as you know like backwards so like that's, that's kind true. of what i'm thinking about even though he's portrayed as this kind of like barbaric person, yeah. see all his chapters. He speaks beautifully. Oh, definitely. And yeah. he uses like really lovely like imagery a lot, like quite flowery language. Oh, for sure, yeah. So is that like a bit of like a just because Ruby Dixon writes yeah. so well, or do you think that's like a like a showing his romantic kind of? I don't think that's a conscious choice, but yeah. like I mean, it definitely is. Like it definitely reminds me a bit of like the noble savage trope. You know what I mean? Mm. Because like mm-hmm. then like Rahash is like for like painted a bit more like his appearance is a bit more like rugged. So like his horns are a bit more of a mess, and you know like he's like like George is a bit worried. He's gonna like you know like go off and like kidnap one of the other girls. Which he does. Like, which, which which he does. Yeah, exactly. So like he's like the only other one really like get to meet properly. You know. So, you know, like, he's kind of, like, painted as a bit more brutish or, like, primitive. Mm-hmm. The one thing I did like about this book is um, when we meet Malak, Georgie points out that there really isn't any difference between the men and the women. True. Which I quite appreciated. There's yeah. a kind of androgyny about it, where, like, exactly. obviously she can tell that Malak is a woman simply because of the way that they refer to her and then also that her features are slightly softer and yeah. presumably she has breasts. But, um... That was quite a nice point. That just popped into my head. No, that's actually, no, that's actually true. I mean, I, I, I also, um, I mean, because they are, I mean, Georgie is quite proactive, you know, mm-hmm. like in the beginning, like she's, you know. That's it. And also, like, so are the other girls, you know, like, I mean, I wouldn't say, like, you know, from a whole, like, feminist perspective, it's definitely not. I don't really have any complaints. No, and even at the parts where, like, for example, like, when the girls go hide in the trees or when the girls are constantly being rescued, like, it, it makes sense why yeah they're not they're not like damsels in distress you know yeah Yeah. well well, they are but it's like 
But it's justified. It's justified. very justified. It's very justified, yeah. Because they are on a strange planet. They don't have the equipment that they need exactly. to do this. Georgie sets out with not the correct equipment, yeah. really, but she has to because yeah. they have to survive somehow. And um, that's that's quite a good part. And even yeah. like when she storms off, yes, it does end in disaster because she kind of trips and falls into like a den. But... Um, she 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 is very proactive throughout the novel. The one thing is like there is a bit of like a kind of like she's like, Well now I'm pregnant, so <laughs> Definitely. I Part mean of it, there know. is a breeding kink, like which is just like, you know, I mean once again if you're into it, no judgment, just not my cup of tea. And like yeah, just like the amount of mentions when they have sex about you know like oh she's gonna have my baby and like my and, baby's gonna suck on her breast and, it's, like, and it's like mm, it's okay. interesting as well because they don't even really use the word baby that much. True, it's kit as exactly. in like a, uh, like a pup. Yeah, like a kitten. Yeah. Yeah, or like uh, I think we were saying like uh, baby fox. Is that the kit? Is that it's kit? your native language? I don't yeah. know. No, <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. But the point is, um, um. Again, it kind of adds to that kind of like imagery of like, oh, barbarians, they're more animals Exotic, than humans. Yeah. yeah. Which I found really interesting. It is interesting. But very yeah. uncomfortable at the same time. It, it is. Because when, when he's like, ah, oh, yes, her kit, my kit will suckle on her breast, I'm oh, like, okay, know. but like, what? Like, <laughs> like it'll be half human, it's my like, guy. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, then. No, I agree. Yeah, I think people should read this. Yeah. If they're interested. Obviously, we've just sat and spoiled the entire plot yeah obviously like but us explaining what happens is in no way gonna, oh yeah for sure gonna ruin um your enjoyment of it would i recommend this book absolutely <laughs> I would recommend- are there racial tones in it yeah yes. i would recommend it just for the ride it's it's a wide ride specifically be- the audiobook exactly specifically i recommend the audiobook you highly. can find it free on youtube exactly you just need to look up the title it is like- a- exactly it is on youtube uh we also got it on audible so you got yeah. options and so to finish <laughs> what's your favorite sex scene oh <laughs> um mine is where uh she finally has a queen and they are having sex in the woods up against a rock and they're doing it doggy style because for the first time he's never done it doggy style and she gets a little bit of a enjoyment from his second penis shall we say um in her butt and then as they're bonking it out they see they see the the spaceship of the little green aliens and they both just like freeze (laughs) and it's great (laughs) oh fuck but also I love about it, right? So like when they fly away, they just go right back at it. Yeah. Yeah, they're just like, okay, that was that happened. Let's. I guess we're safe. <laughs> exactly. Although I found funny, right? How he says like, oh, he has no doggy style because they have tails in their way. Yeah. But like, surely, surely they you should can lift the tail. Exactly, because like they have to shit, so like they can lift the tail with the weight, so yeah. it doesn't cover like the whole like back, you know. Yeah. So like, surely you could just like get the tail aside as well to like have sex from behind. But yeah. Apparently not. Apparently not. Uh, so my, fa- my I think my favorite is like the very first encounter where Rectal just like eats her pussy, while she's like, it's just because like how absurd it is. <laughs> it's just like it's just so wide. Like this is I, I'm gonna remember this on my deathbed. It's just because she's just lying there like unconscious and you know like well asleep uh-huh. and she's covered in shit. She yeah. hasn't bathed or wiped her ass in weeks. Maybe had a period as well with like no sanitary products. 
and uh, see like I'm, I'm not like squeamish in general you know like I'm not no, like it was gross I, I'm not a germaphobe or anything it but was like gross. there was a law and he's just fucking like he smells so I was like oh yeah I'm gonna go to town on this I'm gonna eat this I'm gonna gobble this shit right up quite literally like a pig and shit quite literally like a pig and shit exactly and like it just it just scarred me to be honest like <laughs> Yeah, and also, and also that she's just like, you know, she has a scream, right? She just wakes up and is like, okay. She laughs. Exactly, she laughs. And he's just like, okay, this is nice. And then comes really hard and it's like, well, I mean, good for you, babes, but... What? No. Like, I would... <laughs> I, like, what? This would not be my reaction. See, know? if I was covered in bodily fluids yeah. and I hadn't had a shower for three weeks, if I hadn't washed my ass for three weeks... I wouldn't want someone there. Exactly. Like, my first reaction would be, oh my god. My first reaction would be like, no. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> oh god. Oh my god. It's just a lot. Like, I wouldn't even want someone, like, within three feet and of also, me. Like, COVID no, no. distancing, mate. And also, he's a sort of stranger and an alien, you know? Like, yeah. it's just a lot. It I is mean, a lot. So, so apart right. from, Yeah, I mean, obviously, we have the dubious consent um, thing here, uh, which definitely is, like, relevant as well. Like, I mean, she, she ends up liking it, which That's is... That's it. You it's know, like, it's dubious consent in the beginning, because obviously she's asleep. Exactly. <laughs> um, but then after, when she wakes up, she doesn't exactly, like shove him off yeah, or exactly. kind of be like no, yeah. no thank you and also like when, once she does express that you know like she's setting down boundaries like he's like okay it's cool like he doesn't be pu- he doesn't yeah. be pushy don't give oral sex to sleeping aliens covered in shit yeah <laughs> that's the one <laughs> goodbye <laughs> fuck so that's it for this week please come back next week if you're not too scarred <laughs> you can find us on twitter and tiktok at not my cup of tea pod that is tea as in capital t not the drink and instagram at not my cup of tea podcast but this time it's like the drink just to be extra confusing and listen to us wherever you get your podcasts also spicy thanks to our composer cal clark cover artist oliver groves and brave editor Andy Wells. Till next time.